In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. Greetings, folks, and welcome to Good News for the City, the radio broadcast ministry partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC, right here on Life Changing Talk Radio, 105.1 FM, WAVA. My name is Dennis Williams. I'm Director of Ministry Relations for WAVA Radio, and I want to welcome you to today's show. God bless you all for being here. Well, folks, I am definitely not telling you anything new when I say to you that you cannot turn on the radio or the TV or scroll through any social media platform without quickly being reminded that we are right in the midst of a worldwide pandemic, of a worldwide crisis. There is anxiety and fear and uncertainty. And you know what? It's justifiable. It's okay. It's allowed. Even as we trust the Lord God, I know he knows our fears and our anxieties because there's just so much we don't know. There are stay-at-home orders from state governments and Kids are now being taught at home or using distance learning or both. We have learned of and are using for the very first time social distancing, that phrase. Well, we see the government's response, but what is the church's response or what should it be? Well, joining us today are some really good friends of ours, some some good friends and our radio partners from One Heart DC to discuss the platforms that they are creating to mobilize churches and believers in the DC, DC metro area to respond to the COVID-19 outbreak. So we're going to talk about that. And of course, here to get us started and to introduce our guest for the day is my good friend, my co-host, my buddy, the Right Reverend Brian Bales. Brian is the senior pastor of of, uh, Ashburn. No, no, no. It's Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia. God bless you, buddy. Good to see you virtually. Thanks, man. Longtime listeners of this show know that we always give each other a hard time. And one of the things that we say is that we actually do have faces for radio. Uh, but because you and I are always in the studio together, which in this COVID-19 pandemic, uh, if you can't tell a little bit, the audio being a little bit different, we're shooting this virtually from different places right now. This is, this is the good silver lining to this COVID-19 thing, Dennis. If you don't want to have to look at me anymore, you can just blank my screen. You have to still listen to me, but you know that face for radio thing you can get over with pretty, pretty, pretty. But bad. you know what, man? You learned this already. Since I am a little bit, not a ton, but a little bit technically challenged, mm-hmm. I ain't pushing no buttons, man. That's that's so probably that's probably you. good. I'm here you, to see you, brother. You you can push the button on the radio and turn in the podcast, and that's <laughs> the important part. Yeah. Amen. But again, like you just said, there's nowhere you can go uh, physically right now for the shelter and home uh, idea. For most of our viewers are. Our listeners actually are in Maryland or in Virginia, Washington, D.C., all of them in a shelter-at-home scenario. Uh, but there's no way you can go virtually as well, uh, online, media, whatever it might be, yes. where you're not going to hear about COVID-19. Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah. we as, as a people understand as believers in Jesus Christ uh, that we have an opportunity to be salt and light in the middle of something that can often be very depressing and very challenging. In fact, mm-hmm. uh, one of the partners here for Good News for the City besides WAVA is... Uh, One Heart DC, and hope is one of the key pillars of that. And so, as you mentioned already, we have some people virtually in studio with us today. We're going to talk about that. So we've actually got three of them here. So I'm going to go quickly kind of 
who they are, a little bit about their background uh, before we dive in uh, so that we can uh, just get a little bit of insight to who's going to be talking and what they're going to be sharing with us. First, we got Rick Berry. Rick is a co-founder and executive director of the Center for Christian Civics. Uh, he helps ministry leaders and faith communities develop missional approaches to their local public squares. Uh, he's worked on campaigns for local, state, and federal offices. He's a former writer and editor for Redeemer Presbyterian Church in New York City, and he oversaw communications for the Grace DC Church Network. He and his wife currently live in Washington, DC. People who listened to the show before would have heard the name Howard Levin, or Howie, as most of us call him, who are good friends with him. Uh, he is a, a person who cultivates potential in leaders, connecting and mobilizing them for community transformation. Specifically, though, he is the executive director of One Heart DC. Uh, we talk about One Heart a lot here on the show because it's one of the co-sponsors. It's a collaboration of over 750 churches and nonprofits here in the Washington metro area. Uh, he serves on all kinds of nonprofit boards. Uh, you'll never meet a person busier than Howie, for sure. I don't have time today to go through all those things, but I want to tell you this. Before his community involvement, and he's deeply involved in our community, he spent 30 years in the electric power industry designing, building, and operating nuclear generating stations. So he actually is a nuclear scientist, uh, Dennis. So once again, we are outwitted in our conversation today. And it, and it doesn't take much for us, does it? No, nah, it doesn't take much, though. He does have graduate degrees from MIT and also Capital Bible Seminary. Uh, and lastly, uh, we have uh, Lieutenant Colonel Edward W. Powers. Uh, he is a graduate from Oregon State University. Uh, where he received a Bachelor of Arts in English Literature and a minor in Philosophy of Religion. Uh, in 97, he was commissioned as a second lieutenant. Uh, eventually, he made his way uh, to Pensacola for flight training, and he was designated a naval aviator in the year 2000. Uh, before he retired in the th on the 31st of October 2019, he amassed over 3,500 flight hours uh, in a UH-1N slash Y aircraft. I am talking like I absolutely know what that aircraft is. I have no idea, but I am sure uh, the Lieutenant Colonel could let us know. Uh, immediately following, though, his retirement, he joined the team at Pulse. And one of his jobs he was tasked with was to lead the Together 2020 ground team here in the Washington metro area in preparation for a June 20th Together 2020 gathering down uh, by the Lincoln Monument. Uh, he also owns Brave Neighbor Think, and he's a personal and professional development and coaching business. Uh, he's been married to his wife 26 years. Uh, the former Mary Lee Cups, uh, she's of Oregon as well. Uh, they have four children, Charles, Julia, uh, and Julia, the biological children. Stephen and Abby came to them later in life. So thanks, everyone, for joining us here today and talking. Uh, Howie, I want to start with you as we dive into this. Uh, One Heart DC, which is that organization we just talked about, and again, as people who listen to the show, we talk about it every week as a co-sponsor, so good news for the city, um, went out and polled leaders in the churches here in the Washington metro area for the hope of capturing what are some of the most pressing issues that right now in the midst, in the midst of this COVID-19 outbreak uh, that they're facing. What is it? And so would you just kind of give us some feedback of what the church leaders are saying? These are the issues at the forefront right now. Well, surely. Um, remember, this survey was taken about a week ago, and this is changing dynamically. But at that time, we were seeing uh, pastors grapple with issues of just simply doing church. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so if you look at the top of what uh, the response said, there were issues like financial issues, giving going down, benevolence going up, uh, transitioning to a virtual environment. Many of our churches are not there yet live streaming, uh, you know, how do you pastor uh, with grief and, and things like that? 
Yeah. Loss of fellowship. Um, but at the end of the list at the time were issues that I think are more physical issues, jobs, housing, uh, transportation challenges. And so what we're now seeing is a transition of now that churches are uh, now getting into the digital world and, and solving some of those problems, more of the physical issues are coming into play, particularly as the, the challenges grow with the virus. Yeah, I think one of the things that I have said, you know, pastoring Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn is, I feel like in the last several weeks, I've been given a brand new job with the same job responsibilities. Uh, I, it's like someone has said, okay, now you're working completely different, but you know the same people. How is this going to happen? It is, it's a huge learning curve, obviously, and it changes day by day. But as part of what you learn and part of what you just said, Howie, One Heart is implementing three specific initiatives, um, and their design is to help you know, in this, in the COVID-19 response, how can a church respond in the way that Jesus wants us to do? So quickly, if you could, uh, could you kind of summarize these? And then we're going to turn to our other guests to kind of go in a little bit into detail, some of the stuff we're talking about. Well, in this time of seemingly insurmountable needs, we wanted to find out how can we come alongside the church, put the tools in the hands of everyday Christians, pastors, uh, whether it be in their neighborhoods, their workplaces, or in the congregation that would help so we came up with, uh, after much prayer, were three initiatives falling under a general banner, banner of what we call Street Vine Lights. Mm -hmm. And that initiative involves basic neighboring, where we are uh, encouraging, empowering uh, all of us to reach out into our, our neighborhoods, our workplaces, uh, our spheres of influence. And just uh, start off with, how can I pray? How can I care for you? But at the same time, we realized that people were going to uh, re possibly require more than we could bring as individuals to help in that, mm -hmm. that process. Uh, so what we're working on, and, and Rick Barry will address this soon, uh, is something we're calling a caring connections knowledge base, which is yeah. basically a linkage to resources that may help. And lastly, the third point, something that's called Church Pulse. It's brought to us by a group called Barna and Glue. Uh, I'm sure you know of Barna, the Christian researchers. And what they have provided is a tool for pastors to use to take the pulse of their congregations during this crisis. Yeah. So let's jump into that. So I want to go to Lieutenant Colonel Powers. Now, before we got on air, uh, Lieutenant Colonel told me I could call him Edward. It, it feels weird. Uh, but nonetheless, um, I'm going to do that and call him Edward. Edward, specifically, you were a ground team leader and a ground team leader for Together 2020, an event that was scheduled to happen on the National Mall. Uh, can you mm -hmm. share specifically how you have pivoted to sort of help during these COVID-19 crisis moments? Yeah, absolutely, and uh, thank you for that question. The, the Together 2020 ground team, we basically uh, converged in this location last May um, to start building partnerships with local churches and ministries uh, to bring them together so that we could um, uh, so that we could build a partnership, mobilize these organizations to come together and celebrate the scriptures um, as we move into this year. And then 2020 has been declared the year of the Bible by many organizations. We just want people to get into the Bible more than they had been in the past. Mm -hmm. And together 2020 was going to be the culminating event where everybody came together um, and celebrates this, a living tribute to the scriptures. Well, that's kind of on pause right now. We're trying to figure out, you know, where should we go? But we still have this network of partners that we've built that all want to get people more engaged with the scriptures and be better 
kingdom citizens. So, so my team asked the question, what can we do in this time to support our, to continue to support our partners? Yeah. So we started reaching out, um, praying for them and encouraging them, just letting them know we're here. And obviously one of our primary partners, One Heart DC was here. So I called Howie and I said, Hey, how can we help? And so yeah. our six guys have then basically come alongside and said, the next time we go around to our list, um, rather than just continuing to offer prayer and encouragement, how can we hand something to them? And so basically that's what we've done. We've come alongside so that we can help equip uh, people as they look at the, uh, the, the, uh, the caring uh, initiative that we're doing, the streetlight vines. Um, they may dig into that. They may not be super tech savvy. They may need somebody just to come alongside of them and say, hey, let me help you find the right resource for you. And that's what we're going to do. And one of the things I love about what I'm hearing is if we were not careful, the year of the Bible could have turned into the year of the pause, right? Like nothing's going to happen. Yeah. You know, that COVID-19 stops the spread of the gospel, stops the spread of the truth of Jesus Christ. Yet uh, through the things that you're doing, uh, it, it, including street vines, which you just uh, alluded to a little bit, um, it, it's, it's saying just because we may be in a place of social isolation, it doesn't mean we have to be in a place of gospel isolation. Uh, so for someone who may not be familiar with street vine lights, would you give a little detail about what it's all about? I know uh, how we referred to it a little bit earlier on, but just to, to kind of summarize that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, as the church, we find ourselves in a weird place. We're kind of trapped between this need to lament and grieve and pray for the people that are suffering hardships from the illness, that people that are sick, people that have passed. But then we also have this very unique opportunity for the church where to, to be the church. We have this mm -hmm. opportunity to be kingdom citizens like we've never been before. And that all comes around neighboring as, uh, as how we talked about. So imagine having a tool uh, that would help us as church leaders and as individual um, Christians to saturate our neighborhoods, workplaces, congregations in prayer during the crisis. Because we just with some simple math, we realize if every Christian in the DMV area, you know, prayed for and cared for two other people, we'd be able to take care of everybody's needs. And if we all kind of work together, um, there's very few needs that we can't handle as a right. body of Christ. And so uh, we're basically partnering with Bless Every Home uh, to be lights. So they mm -hmm. use the term lights because obviously that's what Jesus called us to be so that we can then move through methodically at it on a geographical basis in our neighborhoods, around our congregations, and decide who we're going to pray for, how we can care for them, and then how we can share the gospel with those who haven't heard it. And so that's really what we're coming alongside to equip and empower church leaders and individual congregants to do uh, in this time. And that's the, the primary core of the message. Yeah. And one of the things we'll do in a few moments is tell people how they can connect with those sort of uh, streetlights and in that sort of way. Hey, I want to pivot for a second if I can to you, Rick. Um, thank you, number one, for again, joining us here on the show and, and that sort of thing and, and waiting 14 minutes to even talk. So I uh, appreciate that more than anything. Um, you uh, lead the Center for Christian Civics Organization. Uh, and you are also, just like uh, Edward was talking about a second ago, pivoting and collaborating. In fact, you and uh, Edward are collaborating. Uh, before we maybe talk about that collaboration, would you talk specifically about your efforts to, to build a Caring Connections knowledge base, what that means, uh, and what, what's the purpose, the resources, so that our listeners and, and pastors and, and everyday Christ followers can expect to find if they plug in there? The... <clears throat> Sure, and thanks for having me here, Brian. It's great to be talking to anyone right now. <laughs> well, you know your bar has been lowered pretty hard when you say that for me and Dennis, so, but thank you. <laughs> uh, the Caring Connections knowledge base um, exists so that local ministry leaders don't have to all recreate the same wheel. Mm, yeah. uh, it's bringing together a group of people from around the country to... Uh, 
really sir, uh, fill in two gaps for local churches during this time. One is helping them maintain continuity, helping the church leaders, helping the congregants keep the same rhythms of their spiritual life than they that they had before the crisis hit. How do you have church online? How do you provide pastoral care virtually? How do small groups meet when you're not allowed to leave your house? And then the second is to provide them with resources to help them rethink what neighboring looks like during this crisis. That's um, a good word, yeah. So there are resources on there for how to identify nonprofits in your area that are still functional that could either serve you or need volunteers. We're doing state and we're vetting state and city level government resources for navigating financial relief um, to help, that are helping to address food insecurity, uh, identifying the range of acute issues emerging from the COVID-19 pandemic and the emergency measures and helping Christians figure out how do we be lights to the world when the light around us is changing. Yeah. And, and I love what this is doing. I think uh, as, as differing people have differing knowledge bases, this has been such a, a, a massive undertaking, unprecedented, I think it's a word that's thrown around a lot, but it is unprecedented. And differing levels of knowledge base um, means that we may know to go to some place or not. And this has kind of given us a, not quite a one-stop shopping, but a place to start and to help in that way. In fact, uh, you've been partnering, and I'll turn to you, Edward, uh, with um, Street Vine Lights. Uh, Rick, you've been doing that. Could you talk to me how that partnership works? One or the other one? It's fine. We'll, we'll start with you, Edward. Um, sure. And obviously, uh, Rick is helping us with the, uh, the tech side and being able to pull these resources. He's kind of honchoing the effort of what that will look like. Um, from there. And then uh, my team is then going to come alongside and be available as kind of like the help desk support. So if somebody comes on, they dig in, they're like, I'm looking at this thing. It's still too much information. You know, I, I'm not Googling it now. I'm looking at this board, which kind of mm -hmm. condenses it into topics, but it's still a lot. Can I talk to somebody to figure out what I need? Because you're more familiar with these things than I am. And you can point me more specifically and in a targeted manner on the resources that is going to help my church in my situation, in my context. And as a leader of a church, I personally am, am grateful for that sort of thing. I, I feel like at this time, there's a whole lot of people recognizing that uh, we now as Christian leaders don't know where to go. And now I feel like the next thing I'm trying to manage is all the emails I'm getting from people telling me where to go. And that in and of itself can be somewhat overwhelming. Uh, so having a, a consolidated place is, is certainly a wonderful gift. Now, Howie, um, you know, over the years, One Heart DC has partnered with a number of national organizations. And I don't think we have time this morning to get into you know, all the partnerships with, say, Luis Palau, uh, City Gospel Movements, Christ Together, uh, we've done Movement Day, but, but one partnership specifically that has happened is something you referred to earlier on, and that's with Barna and Glue. Uh, and when we say Glue, that's G-L-O-O, -O, not G-L-U-E, and for all of us who are stranded and put together in our house with young children, I just want to make that difference to understand what Glue actually means in that point. Uh, but could you dive into specifically the Church Pulse Initiative? Uh, with Barna Glue and how churches uh, can understand what it is and take advantage of it. Absolutely. Um, as all of you know, many of our listeners also know that um, Barna and Glue are about data-informed leadership, yeah. helping leaders to see clearly, lead confidently, and engage effectively. And what they have done is come up with a crisis toolkit that is uh, of use to pastors and ministry leaders uh, that includes uh, customizable weekly check-ins. 
So if you're a pastor, you can uh, take the pulse, the church pulse in the congregation and say, how are we doing emotionally, spiritually, physically during this crisis? And then trend that during the course of the crisis and make adjustments and, and just determine how you can meet needs as these are changing rapidly. Yeah. And so I don't think that's wonderful because trying to even now get the pulse of people has changed. Uh, you know, there's a, uh, a somewhat of a dependence that we have become as the church while we recognize uh, the church is not a service or a building, but whatever your weekly gathering is, it has become a way that uh, is easier, so to speak. Uh, and I think this scenario has brought about this, this challenge that the things that we used to rely on can't be relied on anymore. In fact, um, we tend to do what we're comfortable with. For back, you know, we'll talk about Dennis and I, we're doing this right now over a virtual meeting, probably not our first choice, but we don't have other options anymore. So you have to adapt, you have to change in those sort of ways. Rick, uh, as you're seeing people ping uh, your website and those sort of things, what, what sort of encouragement are you getting from this? Um, one of the things I've actually been really encouraged by is the lack of paralysis, mm. how quickly people, um, whether it's other organizations or just other Christians who have been putting their hands to uh, certain plows in certain fields up until now, um, how they have not been letting lament drive them into despair. Um, mm -hmm. We just ran an episode of our podcast yesterday with an organization that uh, has a massive soup kitchen that's no longer allowed to convene. And they didn't miss a week before figuring out okay, how can we uh, continue pr meeting the needs we were trying to meet before when we're not allowed to get 600 people squeezed in together in the same place for an hour yeah. and a half every Saturday morning and their volunteers still showed up. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, the encouragement, the hope, the confidence that the seeds we sow don't come back empty um, has been really encouraging to me. Yeah. Now, um, you know, I think people have been listening now for 20 some odd minutes and like, okay, tell me what to do, where to go. I mean, you've, for lack of better terms, uh, not like sold us on the idea, but I think we've all recognized the need uh, that is being, the gap here that's being uh, closed, the need that's being closed. Howie, uh, if you would, uh, would you talk about where, if someone wants to find out this information, uh, that sort of thing, where they would go uh, to do that? I'm assuming oneheartdc.org is the first spot, right? Absolutely. It's real simple. Um, you can go to oneheartdc.org forward slash COVID-19. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if they wanted to learn more about how to get involved, do we just send them uh, directly to Edward? Do we send them directly to Rick? How, how, how are we going to manage that again? And one of those just overloads of information, that sort of thing. Uh, the cleanest path is just to go to that URL, the oneheartdc mm -hmm. forward slash COVID-19. And it, whether you be an, an, an individual Christ follower or you be a leader in the church, there are specific places for you to go. It is very clearly outlined. Uh, you can connect into any one of these uh, three things we've mentioned today. The Street Vine Lights Neighboring Initiative, the Caring Connections uh, Knowledge Base, or Church Pulse. Yeah. And well, guys, I know this is uh, Dennis and I often say it feels like the quickest 20 some odd minutes that you'll ever do in your life. Uh, we've kind of reached that time, but I just want to say thank you uh, to all of you, Edward and Rick and Howie 
uh, for joining us, but not just for joining us, but being the hands and feet of Jesus, being salt and light that Jesus has called us to be as the church in this world at all times, but certainly in this opportune time where we're showing that the gospel is bigger than everything, even COVID-19. Right, Dennis? Amen. I, I love the, I think it's Rick that said um, um, there wasn't paralysis with this soup kitchen that they were moving. And I feel like that's what you guys are doing. So God bless you all. Thank you so much for what you're doing. You're not paralyzed by this. You're actually doing that. And like Brian said, being the, the hands and feet of Jesus. So folks, you know the drill. If, if you want more information, you can go to oneheartdc.org. That's oneheartdc.org. Or you can do the what Howie told us about, oneheartdc forward slash covid19.org. Is that right, Howie? Absolutely. That's right. Okay. And, um, and you can also, if you want to hear this again, hey, you can go to goodnewsforthecity.com, goodnewsforthecity.com, or wava.com. Put in the keyword good news. Look under our podcast. And even though I am far away, you can still call me at the radio station at 703-807-2266. I still get those calls. They are forwarded all the way to Charlotte, North Carolina. So um, we are grateful for what God has given us with all this technology. So folks, thank you. God bless you all. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way. The The gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.